Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's Attack and Scrum podcast. As the Lions tour gets closer, I think we've we've said on this a couple of times we plan to to milk this to until it's uh, dry, don't we, Dan? But there's yeah, no shortage of excitement done. around these parts. It's starting to fire up now a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and you can like it really is within striking distance. So genuinely, really, uh, really starting to get a bit of light. I still need to go up a few levels, though. Oh, yeah. do, you, do you? I do, and I think that's uh, that's exactly what we're going to try and do over the course of the next few weeks. And what we wanted to do was to capture a few of our favourite Lions memories, and that's what we're going to be doing over the next half an hour or so. And, of course, we'd love to hear um, hear from you on this and let us know what your favourite Lions memories are. And, of course, you can do that um, by getting in touch on Twitter, at Attacking Scrum, or on Facebook, um, just by searching for the Attacking Scrum. We've got Dav with us as well this week. Uh, how are things, Dav? Very well, very well, thank you. Excited that it's only how many weeks away now? Well, Five, we it? are, yeah, f- is it four till the plane leaves? Um, you know, not that I'm on it, but you know, <laughs> it's uh, again, it's just these kind of like milestone dates you start looking for now. You go, oh, the party's out there. Um, so yeah, five weeks until that, until okay. that, um, that first game. Yeah, can't wait. We'll, we'll all be talking about where we're going to meet when we because the kickoff times. What would it be eight, eight, eight thirty ish? Yeah, nine, nine, nine. Yeah, absolutely. Do, the question is, do you have a beer at that time or not? Well, you'll have a newborn, so you'll have been left for about ten hours already. Yeah, yeah so I'll definitely have a beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I think you've got to a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, just like a nice breakfast beer, something mild. Yeah, exactly. What's something a breakfast beer then. I don't know. I think Guinness is a good breakfast beer. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to get a couple of them in. Mm. Get some mid strength for you. Yes, two percent. Yeah, none of the uh, that that export is it? The sort of Nigerian nine percent. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a little bit dangerous. That yeah, one. Get you on the mid strength. Two percent, safe as houses. Yeah, two two one point eight two percent. Aside from <clears throat> breakfast time drinking, yeah. uh, and maybe that is one of these reasons. What is it that that kind of makes the line so special for you, Dan? Um, it's the fans, actually. Mm. For me, I love the fact that the fans come together. Um, you know, from 
from the teams we, uh, you know, we're, we're from the opposition, basically, isn't it? Teams that we, we not hate, but we, we dislike, all come together of common cause and, and, and go off the other side of the world. And I've never actually been, but just listening to the stories just sounds like it's the best party, the best trip you could ever go on as a, as a rugby fan. And possibly even if you weren't a rugby fan, you'd have as good a time. Um, I think just the fact that, you know, fans travel that far for that length of time is pretty special. Dav, as someone who's, uh, who's made that, that trip to, to follow the lines, just how good was it? I mean, it was incredible. And the fans are a big part of it. And I think, you know, you bump, you were anywhere in the country you're in. So I was in Australia, you were in an airport, nowhere near the test ground, and some random Welsh, Scottish, Irish, English bloke comes up to you when you're getting a Coke in the airport bar and starts having a chat. And two hours later, you're about to miss your flight because you're chewing each other's ears off. But for me, I think the thing I love about the Lions is the sheer bloody-mindedness of it. And actually, if you think about it, the whole history of the Lions has always been against the odds. You know, you go and play some of the best teams that ever were. Um, and, you know, you've only got a minimum amount of, of preparation or back in the day you're on a ferry or boat for three months before you even turn up there. So for me, I just love the fact that it's it's the underdog. I love the fact you turn up there and no one expects you to do anything. And as the weeks pass and the teams start coming together, you can start seeing there's that glimmer of hope. And for me... That's just the most exciting thing about it. I think it's that siege mentality as well, isn't it? Like being underdog and being away from home, you you do then as four nations who like to kick the shit out of each other then come, come together to and you. go, right, this is this is something really quite special. The fact that it's such a challenge, you know, the odds are so heavily against you, aren't they? It is. And I, bind everyone. Yeah, and I um I say for me, one of my weirdest Lions memories to start with was watching the Lions warm-up game against Argentina in 2005. Going to that game at, at the Millennium, and it was the most bizarre atmosphere because there's no away fans, no. for one, because mm. you play in Argentina. And then you seem to have... I mean, A, they picked a really strange starting lineup. I, I seem to remember Ollie Smith. Yeah. Did he even score a try? He was on the wing, wasn't he, that day? He was on the wing, yeah. yeah I, I'm fairly certain he cried. I see you there, Killick, struggling to remember who Ollie Smith was. Uh, he played in the centre for Leicester. Yeah, he's yeah. actually a real talent. Yeah, a fortunate knee injury. Yeah. Quite tired at twenty six. Smith. I know he's not really blonde boy. Blonde yeah, guy. Blonde. But yeah, yeah. Really, it was a really weird side, and yeah. um, and it ended up being a draw. And the most bizarre, you know, the, the flat, Irish. There was a really weird atmosphere. The Irish seemed to yeah. be on the back of the Scots. The Welsh were giving stick to the English. Lawrence Delaney got booed when he came up on the big screen. It was just a really odd, odd scenario there. He, and yeah. I think that being away from you home, ha- you have yeah, you have to you have to leave, don't yeah. you? You have to leave, and I suppose part of that is probably a mental thing, isn't it? Once you you've got on that plane, you've left, you you, know, you feel you feel like you're away from everyone because you are miles away from everyone, and then you all just come together, gel, and it just forms that those those special bonds, I suppose. Totally agree, and I think you look looking back at history, you know, there's been some absolutely cracking moments that have sort of defined, I guess. Our, our rugby lives, you know, there's probably that one moment we all look back on and think that's probably the reason I like rugby. That's yeah. why I support a mm. rugby team. We're going to um, we're going to come on to that in in just a moment. <clears throat> there's something that you mentioned, Dad, before we came on air though about it kind of changing your mindset about watching rugby in Lions Year. Mm-hmm. So you know, even watching 
more rugby from uh, from the English Premiership and things like that because you've kind of got a Lions hat on as well. Totally. And, you know, it's a bit like playing Fantasy Six Nations and you're watching the Italy-Scotland game desperate for Josh Ferdo to go in the corner. You know, it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit similar, isn't it? Because you, you're watching some of the dread, some of the dreadful matches in the Pro 12, you know, your, your Edinburgh Zebras or whatever, on the off chance that one of their boys is being selected, using a Scottish team probably isn't a good example here. Yeah, but, you know... Too soon, mate too soon but you know you're watching games you wouldn't otherwise watch and you're looking out for certain players and you know the other day watching that um, Saracens semi-final of the Champions Cup normally you'd probably be rooting for anyone but Saracens but you know looking at the six or seven Mm -hmm. boys in that club actually them doing well there's a silver lining there isn't there so I think it totally changes your whole perspective on it and also unfortunately I think in these years it does break down a couple of those Wales-England rivalries yeah. and you, they're now everyone is British, aren't they? You almost start supporting some of the club sides yeah. that, that you would never, you know, you'd, you'd never ever lean towards, would you? Because they're, you know, the combinations are yeah. playing well. And that's one thing I particularly focus on is the combinations. So looking at, you know, how the 9 and 10s are playing, who yeah. were the centre partnerships and you just, you, you, you watch more rugby than you ever than you ever probably have done. And that, that is quite difficult because we all watch a lot, but you do start dipping into different different leagues, don't you? It's the one thing that, you know, more than anything that I'm grateful for in the squad is that Mike Brown wasn't selected because the thought that I'd be supporting him now in, in May is something that's unthinkable. So thank you, Mr Gatland, if you ever listen. Yeah. Um, you've made my life a lot easier there. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, give, I give him quite a lot of stick because I just don't... I think he's always been... a The last couple of years he's been a player, been playing above himself, but mm. I've never understood... I think he he wouldn't be even close to that squad if he didn't play for England. No, agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if he was the Scottish fullback, there'd be um, there'd be no danger of him being even spoken about in the in the same breath. So I kind of completely get that. Um, that's kind of soured it slightly. Sorry, hasn't it? Yeah, going, sorry, that was just <laughs> end it there. On the other on the other hand, though, there have been those players that I've watched over the years that I've still kind of warmed to because of what they did in the Lions shirt. Stephen Ferris for me will always oh. be a player that oh, yeah. was just wow. he's, on the 9 He was so yeah, good. He was, wasn't he? You know, um, Simon Shaw is a player who played for England for like twenty years, but spent. You know, he's more famous for playing for the Lions than he is for. For playing for England, I might. made the massive mistake the other day of watching the McGeekin Shaw interaction <sighs> on my own on a hangover. <laughs> oh my How many God. tissues? <sighs> um, put it this way, I was reaching out to a lot of people afterwards just with a bit of contact. Um, <laughs> what an emotional roller coaster yeah. that is. We always end up watching this interview on a stat on a stag do. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. We've had a, you know, it's usually sort of second or third night in. Ten pints in, and someone says, "Right up to the up to the room now, and we're going to watch the Shawsy interview." It is there's not a dry eye. Yeah, that, that yeah, it's just a brilliant, brilliant interview. It sounds like the most dour stag do ever. Yeah, I was going to say you got to do it if you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know those, I know those DVDs yeah. almost yeah. back to front. Word for word, um, yeah. And actually, out of all of them, again going off on a massive side tangent yeah. here, I'd encourage yeah. you to watch the 2001. Oh, edition again it's really quite I need to go back over because, again, yeah. because there was yeah. a, a real problems in the camp and you remember mm. Austin Healy and Matt Dawson writing columns yeah. they're critical of selection and that gets addressed on the on camera mm. it's the kind of stuff you just wouldn't you know you wouldn't see now yeah. and uh, yeah that that one in particular was was absolutely incredible yeah I guess go, yeah, going back now that it's all you know with with everything the way everything's changed would be, would be good you'll have to do that I'm sure we'll come back onto these Onto those Living with the Lions DVDs. 
going to start by asking you what your kind of your earliest recollection of the Lions is. Dan, do you remember your fir- the first time you came into contact with the Lions or the first Lions game you remember? The first, line, first Lions game I remember? No, not not massive. I just remember my uh, my dad basically just saying how, you know, he, he was just passing on what he thought the Lions was hmm. and what it stands for. And it, it it's still true. It's still true today. And I don't think it changes. Um, I don't really have a recollection, but I just remember him pointing out that it's this is something really special, and it always will be, and that's why I really hope that it is. It's always there for you know for forevermore, really. Yeah, I, I do. It's a truly unique thing. I first remember it, so I'd have been about seven when they toured New Zealand in '93, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the first two tests, but I remember getting up my my brother and my dad getting up early on the, the Saturday. Yeah. It was on ITV in those days as well, wow. I think. Um, and so You'd I remember watching... That, what's that? ITV. I love ITV's yeah, yeah. good. I do, yeah. Um, do you know what? I, I would love to see the Lions tour on terrestrial TV from a point of promoting mm. what a brilliant thing it is because yeah. it is something unique to rugby that can bring in a wider audience. But, you know, commercially, I recognise that's not probably, happen, probably yeah. not likely to happen anytime soon. But um, yeah, I remember getting up really early and watching that, and just struggling with the concept of it. I was like, kind of, well, hold on, what do they win a tr- do they win a trophy if they win this one? No, no, they win the Test series yeah. if they win this one. And I was like, well, hang on, who's, who's making? It? It's just like a really alien concept to you that um, that four nations are playing as one, and then we'll go back to um, to playing before. But and again, obviously, didn't didn't get a result on that day. But I, re- I remember that as, as clear as anything. Yeah. It's actually coming actually coming back to me that very that tour. Mm. So I remember uh, um, I remember sort of early morning. My uh, my couple of my dad's pals came over talking about beers. They actually had they had the beers in. So they one of them I remember one of them saying, "You know, should we have a beer?" And they did. They ended up having a few beers. And we have I remember I seem to remember ostrich burgers. My mum was serving, which is really peculiar. We had some random food in just to sort of ostrich mark, burgers. Yeah, just to mark mark the event. And uh, it was all a bit random. But yeah. I remember it, remember as a kid it being fantastic. Then we went out on the lawn, had a kick about, and you, you know you start being one of the players. Yeah. Don't you? And it yeah, it's just brilliant. What about you, Dav? You got an earliest? I think it's it's ninety seven. So it? I, yeah. I was always aware of it growing up, but obviously. You know, living in Wales when you're younger, 71 and 74, sort of people talk about them, but they didn't really mean anything Mm. because the guys who played in that had finished their careers and as a kid, you just want to watch the players who were still still playing. So I think 97, and for me, I remember it being on, I think it was on Sky. It was, And I I remember the test matches, but not the actual tour. But I bought, I think, my dad, the video of the tour, the first, the the original original Lions. Lions, yeah. Uh, that summer, we were on a boat trip to Ireland. And I remember watching the video on this boat, um, the James Small, John oh, Bentley yeah, moment yeah, against yeah. Western Province. Yeah. still lives me to today. I remember that so, so vividly. And I think that probably is the thing that turned me on to it. Yeah. I remember that, that tour was, really well. I, yeah. I, again, I remember the test matches of that tour. I remember the occasional tour game, but I would have been at school, I yeah. think, when that, was, mm. when that was going on. And... Then that's that summer. In fact, it was shown on TV mm. late one night, and I remember stay, they were shown in two parts. I think, yeah. and I remember staying up on consecutive nights. Mum let me stay up to watch it, and that was the point where I was like, "Wow, I'm really so couldn't take so eyes off it, on this." It? It was you know? just incredible viewing. Yeah, it, it was, and, and it still is. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah, never gets old. That. What what have been your, your kind of your best moments watching? What are those moments that you know will will stick with you forever? Start with you on this one, Dan. Um, I really 
really enjoyed the um, in two thousand nine Johannesburg the uh, that third test where we where we won. I know we lost the series, but that win for me. Um, so this, this is the third test. We're two 0 down and win that test to to lose the series two one. Yeah, yeah. I just we should have won the we should have won the second test, shouldn't we? Um, you know with. We had massive amounts of injuries, didn't we? And all, you know, the losing Adam Jones, Gethin Jenkins to illegal hits. Everything was everything was against us, basically. We put out a scratch side um, with people completely out of position. I just thought it was fantastic. For me, I just it felt brilliant um, that we that we got that win um, and managed to get one one away from them. I think for for me, I get I get the win, and I think you know the tour itself after the debacle in 2005 I think probably saved the Lions to a degree so I, I, I agree that that was important but the thing that lives with me from that and it, it still kills me now is a, is a picture of Mike Phillips and Shane Williams doing the we're number one finger sign after that as if they just won the test series and we've lost the test series 2-1 and yes they've done us proud and we turned up in that final test South Africa made 10 unforced changes for that game and we're acting like we're the world champions. Mm. So I totally get it, because I think what McGeekin and Gatland did in that tour totally brought it back to what yeah, it needs to be. it was in be. such a dark... It was in the It was in such a dark place, and then that was part of it for me. There was, you know, there was so much press about how, you know, is this, is this the end of the Lions? It just... It was, it was, it was getting out of control, wasn't mm. it? So many people were saying, you know, maybe it doesn't have a place in, 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 in the game anymore. And I think the fact that we won, I know it, was a, it wasn't a great side that they put out but equally our team was was pretty poor I mean you mentioned didn't you there was it Ricky Flutie and Bo in the centre I mean Mike Phillips in the end and then half an hour of a test at centre yeah he sort of epitomised what, what it meant to be a lot to be a lion doesn't he just you could have put him in in the front row and he, probably, he would have given absolutely everything and he they they wanted they wanted to win. It meant a lot. I think I genuinely think it meant a lot to the players, and then it, it just fed through to me. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed okay, it. Okay, essentially, I'm somewhere um, I'm somewhere between the two the two camps on this one because <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember watching it certainly and thinking there was an element of redemption to it because I think you'd had some guys you'd had mm. you know Shane had a, a pretty horrible tour yeah, by his tough, standards. Tough tour, wasn't it for him? You know, bearing in mind the year before he was World Player of the Year, he just he just didn't seem to click on that tour at all, and and so I was glad he got on the score sheet. You know, Monia likewise was a player who was 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 criticised after the first test because he butchered a couple of opportunities, and so you know, again, him getting on it. Phil Vickery had a good game that day, yeah. and again, he was someone who, yeah. um, again, it's a brilliant bit on that DVD yeah. where he, as he's coming off, you go fuck off, beast. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. and I, I kind of loved that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can see why it meant why it meant a lot to players, but I, I don't think I'd, I don't think it'd be kind of there as my favourite my favourite memory. What about what about you, Dav? So. It's hard to pinpoint one because obviously that Living with the Lions DVD at or video wasn't live. Mm. I was watching it in retrospect. But so I think for me, it's the moments, the games were all brilliant. I think 2009, the first test match, O'Driscoll and Roberts in the centre were phenomenal. Yeah. I think probably the two things that stick out for me for the Lions are my favourite thing. One of these partnerships that emerged, Henderson and O'Driscoll in 2001, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I thought Gibbs and Gusco in 97, a lot of centres there, but they're, they're across yeah. the park, all these combinations. But the thing I love more than anything else are the stories that come out of it. David, and Davidson and Johnson was Davidson one for Johnson. me as well. But I, lo- I love the stories behind the scenes. You know, things yeah. like, you know, after the 77 tour, they went to, to Fiji 
and they lost because they basically be on the beers having beaten this New Zealand 3-1 they just, they just, it was a total afterthought and they all got sunburn and came back, via, came back via Canada I think and had a huge jolly for a couple of weeks so I just love the things that go on behind the scenes and the little stories from the various dinners they go to and whatever they're the things for me that I'm sure, I, I'm sure you know the way Gatland how candid he is in some of his conferences people are still out on the beers the difference nowadays is to avoid the media on top of them, it just doesn't get out. Yeah. And I think for me, those little stories behind the scenes, you know, even on the last DVD where Zebo's got to ring his coach and tell yeah. him he wants to be the captain, it's not about the fact that, you know, like, it, that's, whether that's the funniest thing in the world or not. It's the fact that there are these characters still existing behind the scenes, and it's the fact that these four different countries are coming together to be pals, which I love. It's strange how much of this conversation has, because I didn't know how this was going to this was going to pan out tonight, but it's strange how much the conversation kind of keeps coming back to those DVDs. And I think the beauty of it is, is it lets you in, mm. it lets you into a bit. And even now in a, a day where you've, a day and age where you get fed media sound bites from sportsmen day in, day out. And it's really, you know, it's really quite boring stuff. Yeah. I mean, you get why they're doing it, but at the same time, it's not, you don't see enough kind of character. I think those things just let you in on a bit of, a bit of what, yeah. The, the kind of the, the human aspect to it you have to have those characters as well on the on the lines don't you to, to, to bridge the gap between the different nations coming together and I don't think you have uh, I don't think you have probably so many sort of it's not so important is it if you just if Wales are going away on tour England are going away on tour but on something like that you need those 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 guys that can that can spin a line or you know not take themselves too seriously just to break down the barriers a bit and and have fun and laugh I and mean, uh, we're all we, you're away for a long time mm, with you know yeah. you probably even found it that with the people you were on tour with on the piss that it's you well, know what I mean you spend a lot of time with people too, too much time some would say yeah. but I, I think for me, I didn't make the selection on that because I wasn't you know I wasn't 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 up to it seen as a, seen as a risk yeah um, <laughs> I think yeah, a for, luxury for me the, the, the things that it brings out the candidate everyone's talked really positively about Billy Villapolo a couple of weeks ago yeah. before the selection coming out everyone else is saying not thinking about it thinking about playing Zebra on Saturday and he's come out straight away and just said no of course we're thinking about it it's yeah. all I'm thinking about is the Lions and I think. That level of candour, which you mm. do see behind the scenes, is brilliant. But I, yeah, I just do think it's really special. It's in, it, you know, in terms of like a cultural impact. You know, some of the things it's had, like '97. I bet every rugby fan in the world loves Wonderwall now as a yeah, song, yeah, yeah. purely yeah. based on that DVD. And there's those little bits from each tour, which basically embed themselves in rugby clubs across the land. Which I just love that. I love the fact that they're having that big an impact on people. It's not just the games. It's the full-on cultural impact. Yeah, it is. And I think if you... This has ended up just being about living with the Lions, but if you watch them... Again, I've watched them with people who aren't even necessarily rugby fans, Mm. but it's just that insight into a professional athlete's mind and the intensity that goes on and those kind of big speeches before the game and then the heartbreaking moments, you're there witnessing it with the players. I don't know. I I just think it's, it's the kind of thing that that brings in humans rather than just rugby fans. Yeah, there's a massive element of warmth, isn't there? And the Lions the Lions tours take us back to the unprofessional here as well, yeah. don't they? When, you know, it wasn't ju- it's not just all about, you know, about sort of, you know, being an absolute athlete the whole time. They do they do go out, they do have they do have fun. And that's I think that's why the players love it so much because there is there is a, a little bit of there is a little bit of downtime. It's probably not as much, nowhere near as mm. much as there was, but they do have fun. I mean, Dav, you you know you've been away and seen the seen the chaps out and about in the bars, and 
you know, they're probably not boozing heavily at all times, but they are, they're mingling, aren't they? And feet and getting, you know, probably well, feeling they're off. They're certainly holding their own, the guys who have not been able to play another game. But I think yeah. for me, one of, the, one of the greatest DVDs, which probably doesn't get a lot of airtime, but the 74 tour, have you seen that? That is brilliant. Is it DVD um, of the 74 tour? DVD of the 74. Yes, I have. It's the, not, it's oh, the Invincible. Yeah. Is that the Invincible. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's, um, yeah. you know, literally, they've got, they've got stories where they're on, they're on safari. Yeah. yeah and, you yeah. know, things like that. And Gareth, Gareth Edwards gets to take the back <laughs> session. They just play cricket. You know, it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. But, like, things like that are fantastic. It's just blokes when they're together, yeah. away from home, doing what they, blokes they, do. They've, they, and they've constantly got a pint, haven't they, almost? Yeah. I mean, they, they make out this sort of you know mild weak beer, but it's they, they're constantly boozing, aren't they? Yeah, some of those trainings, some of the training sessions you get to watch, they they look like they just look like they're just having it's a, like a park on a Sunday. Yeah, just kicking a just kicking the ball. Around. I, I think I I love the idea that you know it's it's that coming together and the camaraderie, and I think you know for everyone who goes on the tours, I think there's a little bit of inspiration behind from '97 in that you know people are going away for three weeks. Obviously, we all want to win the series. But actually, a lot of the hijinks people got up to away from the pitch, people are trying to repeat it. I think, you know, last time when I was in Sydney, you know, Jamie Roberts on stage with the Manics. There's all these little moments where I think they're just really special and probably, you know, outside of rugby, probably got the biggest sort of cultural sort of footprint other than a World Cup. I think that's that's a good shout. And uh, yeah, like I say, there's there's loads of memories. For me, I'm going to pick one that's that's kind of an on-pitch and on pitch one, it's Scott Gibbs crashing into Oz Durant yeah. in '97. Oh. It's just something that's become so iconic. You know, I remember it, remember it happening, and it just like put him in an absolute tailspin. And it was just a, a fantastic moment. And you felt, you felt like he was going to have a real momentum on the match and on the series. And he was absolutely superb yeah, that was, whole running, yeah, that whole tour. He had an amazing tour. Yeah, it literally completely bowled him over, didn't it? Yeah, bounced him off. He's a massive man as well. Yeah. Yeah, not many people did that. It's no, big, the, big moments. Absolutely, and I think yeah, it's it's those kind of things that you you get those kind of. I think to a certain extent, the George North try in in twenty thirteen was although that was you know kind of fairly early on in the first test, but it's just one of those moments you looked at and thought, wow, I'm, you're never ever going to forget that happening. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, except for Tim Pierce who'd been on the beers for 36 hours and can't remember any of it happening so that was a worthwhile 180 quid match ticket didn't, didn't know what he was cheering at he wasn't cheering he was asleep <laughs> didn't know what he'd slept through I, I think one of the other um, unique things is the is the tour games because you just again there's, you mm. do not get that in any other sport you don't even get it in rugby now because you used to have it in the you know in the amateur era where you'd have a, you know, an international side would come over and play the club yeah. side and it's a very rare thing that, mm. that that happens these days but I absolutely love the tour games Yeah, and you can still see what it means to a provincial side to go out and, and to, to try and claim a Lions scout well I, you know I was in the um, I was in Australia for Aus- mm. when the Ospreys beat Australia a couple yeah, of years yeah, ago yeah. and obviously it wasn't the Australian first team but it was the only time I've seen a Liberty for a rugby game packed to the rafters. It was packed, it's sold out. Packed, I was, yeah, sell out. Yeah. And it was one of the best atmospheres I've been to. You know, I, I yeah. think Wales obviously have tried to do it a couple of times. We got stuffed by the Chiefs last year. Yeah. But I think there's, there's not enough of it, actually. Yeah. I, I love the idea of that. Yeah. And even if it's just playing a Barbarians game, I think one of the teams did it last year against Gloucester on a, uh, on a Tuesday night. Yeah. I think those sort of things are brilliant. And they, they, they're the sort of parts of the game which still have a bit of a throwback to the amateur days, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, we all we all we all love the the amateur days, don't we? As well, because yeah. there's there's a bit of tomfoolery. It's not so strict, and yeah, it, it's 
it's, it's sad, isn't it? In a way that we don't have enough. We don't have enough of it. But I think that's why the Lions is so important. Yeah, and that's why it, it matters. And this kind of, you know, the the news last week of Premiership Rugby coming out and making their yeah making their opinion really clear on the fact that the Lions tour will have to be shorter and stuff. I love the fact that it's a demanding schedule and, and you play these midweek games. And yeah, you know, are they strictly necessary? I don't know, but they're bloody entertaining. And it's because you get to see those combinations playing out rather than it just happening in training. It's much it's more, such you feel much more invested in it as yeah, a fan. Because there's so much going on. On this, on this subject, and I know I was away last week, so apologies, but the rage I felt at work when I saw Wales' autumn schedule. Mm. <sighs> Haven't won an opening game since Romania in whatever, 1911. Yeah. First game, Australia. Second game, Georgia. What we could have done with basically the equivalent of a midweek game mm. against Georgia to warm up for Australia, we all know what's going to happen now. Lose to Australia the first game against yeah. Stuffed, scrape by against Georgia, yeah. and then we'll beat the Springboks in the third against Stuffed by using them in the fourth. What you know, I don't, I don't have the problem with playing Australia again like some of the journos in the Welsh press have, but why on earth have we not learn from this? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I. Uh probably takes us off on a on a massive tangent actually but yeah completely agree with your point on you know we're, we're the ones playing at home here as well yeah. you think we're the ones out on out on tour with that kind of schedule um it, yeah it just that doesn't seem to make any sense and I think that's that's why these tour games that's why these tour games work you do learn a lot about players yeah. and there have been some great moments in them too you know that John Bentley try in 97 mm. that's absolutely special stuff well the Jason Robertson four tries yeah. where he came out of nowhere and all of a sudden who the hell yeah. is this guy you know they're the moments you want and yeah just you know what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing again and expecting a different result hats off to the WIU there fantastic thinkers Bring it, bring it back to the Lions quickly, uh, Dan. Before Dav loses <laughs> it completely, have you got kind of, um, have you got kind of any, any kind of favourite memories of those, of those tour games? You know, moment where you've been watching and it's given you that kind of hope going into, going into a test game or just a, a particular bit of magic that's kind of lit up the, lit up the game. Um, I, I'm, it's difficult to me to move away from that. Um, from that, th- from that third test, really. <laughs> <laughs> Surely someone yeah. half had his position in the last two trips. No, yeah, without no. the ball. He did do very well without the ball, yeah. But no, I'm coming back to that third test. Jesus. It's, it's the only not, even a, not even a tour game on there that's... Uh, I, I wish I hadn't asked that, mate. Yeah, it's the only thing on my piece of paper. Um, Mikey Phillips, slightly in the, uh, the centre. It's just, it's just fantastic. He could have, he could have been exploited so many times, but he, he looked, he looked, he looked like a centre there, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's been said, it's been said a million times before that he, he looked like he could play in the centre or in the back row. But um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll move on quickly just to bring the, uh, bring the mood down a little bit before we finish. Obviously, with as more as well as those kind of brilliant highs, there's always those kind of gut wrenching lows that you get on the Lions tour as well. I'll start with you on this, Dav, because um, <laughs> I because I have a feeling that Dan's <laughs> going to say it was the uh, it was the third it's test in 2009. Um, but what's the kind of the moment that that's been the kind of the the biggest heartbreaker for you as a Lions fan? So I mean, the thing. Ironically, I like about the Lions too is they don't win them every time mm. because I think we've been spoiled in the Six Nations with Grand Slams over the last decade. And actually, if you don't win the Grand Slam now and you just win the championship, somehow it's less special, yeah. which is mad. But it, that, it does seem the case. 
So I think, you know, for me on the Lions, 97 was the real high, you know, winning. It's the first two I actually engaged with. I think it's a toss-up then between 2001 or 2009 as the real gut-wrencher. I think for the drama of Stain's kick in 2009, the second test, it probably nicks it. But there was just something about 2001 where... It's probably the height of sort of my interest in rugby. Yeah, I felt we had brilliant partnerships all over the pitch. Wilkinson was phenomenal at ten in that tournament. We obviously had Robinson flying on the wing. Dav James had come out of nowhere yeah. and actually was playing really well. The pack were incredible. Martin Johnson was leading us. Grucock was playing well, and I just and Scott and Scott Cornell. Scott Cornell had an insane time. And I think just from an emotional perspective, because probably when you're a little younger, you look up to those guys a little bit more than you do now. I think. Losing in 2001 in the way we did and the whole Justin Harrison-Healy thing, we almost mm. set ourselves up to lose. That was probably the real low for me because I, I felt like genuinely we should have won that tour. Dan, was there a, a moment when Ricky Flutie went off injured in the third <laughs> test that really hit you hard? Or? It's actually going to be the second... T- no, no. Um, that second so, test so, was gut-wrenching, I thought, in 2009. Yeah, I w- yeah. I w- the second test was was heartbreaking, wasn't it? Because we just didn't deserve, we just didn't deserve to lose that one. But um, I'm going to move away from, I'm going to move away from that for a oh, moment. Go on, yeah, um, yeah it up. was it was actually Keith Wood um, yeah. coming out and being so so vocal about yeah. O'Driscoll not being selected. It just, it it, it was I. I, I I couldn't stand it, and I still can't stand it. The way that he came out and said what he said, and and he still he still backs himself that he, he you know he's happy with making those making those comments. Um, it would be one thing I think if he come out and said that he you know he made the wrong, he shouldn't have said it. But he still, he still or even he still made. I believe it. they were right at the time, but yeah. the fact of the matter is we won the game, and that's all yeah. that matters. And I, I just think even if he you know have those thoughts, but you you just you you don't voice them when we're in the middle of a tour. Um, because we need, you know, we needed everyone to be singing off the same hymn sheet, and everyone's going to have different opinions. We all do around this table, but I just thought it was, it was, it was totally, totally wrong, and it, it just goes against everything the Lions is. So I, I, I was saddened by it. Mm, I agree. He's my, he's my hero of ninety-seven yeah, yeah. and two thousand one. Yeah. Um, drop goal. Drop. Well, I have, and yeah. what the four all tries the stories yeah. say for Ireland. I just. But all the stories as well about him. You know, he was, he was a great tourist when he dressing up, yeah. being a right character, and then you, you just. I always harp back to that now. Yeah. yeah. Conversely, I think you know that for that two thousand and one tour. Sorry, just to go back to it. The one thing I think that just stands out for me, and it's, it's two English players, but the Perry and Bolsaw situation on that trip was incredibly difficult, wasn't it? When mm. uh, Perry got the nod over Bolsaw mm-hmm. for that first test so I think that was quite a difficult one but the way that yeah. Perry handled it and Bolsha handled it Bolsha straight up there well done you deserve it and then go off and sulk on your own I, think felt, that's, I felt that was an amazing yeah. it was and I think those those kind of things and you see it time and time again whatever tour it is that players go okay you got the nod I wanted to play but I back you and that's the thing that I'm so keen that we do as fans particularly in the age of of social media is that we don't resist you know it's it's cool to criticise and go okay I wouldn't have made that call but to kind of then you know like we, we mentioned it when the squad was announced and the kind of backlash has been from some Scotland fans but it is it is about more than just individual players and the players that you normally support yeah. you know yeah I'd love I'd love to see loads of Welsh players in there but I've supported a, a side 
you know, that test I was in 93, I think there was about fucking 10 English players playing in that yeah. starting 15. It is about more than, it is about more than just those, you know, which, which one of your favourite players is playing. Yeah. And if anyone should get that, it is a character like Keith Wood who's epitomised the Lions across that period of time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that whole thing I just found kind of, yeah, I, I agree with you. I found really, it left a really bad taste in the mouth. Yeah, it's all, it's all anyone was talking about, wasn't it, for a long time. It just completely stole, stole the show, didn't it? And can, we not, can we not end on a negative, though? Because otherwise yeah. I'm going to have to go home and watch the McGeekin thing alone. So, uh, have you got a positive we can finish Well, on? do you know what? I think I was going to ask kind of for a Lions hero from, mm-hmm. from each of you. So, who would you kind of pick as your as your Lions hero? Should we start with you, Dan? Ugo Monia, maybe. It's my no. Well, I think Ross Ford came off the bench in one of those tests. Perhaps, uh, perhaps he's, he's Ross. Your Lions yeah, hero. Ross Ford. As a, t- as a t- yeah. should be collecting my winnings from you. Didn't I? I give him uh, that. Yeah, too. that's right. You did. Actually, um, to be fair, Barry Williams was a great tourist, wasn't he? The old, the old the Neath prop. Good singer. Good singer. Good tourist. Um, he was spat with. Um, with Ronnie Regan on that, didn't he? In yeah, one of the scrummaging practices, they, they went, they went. Uh, he did, yeah. Head to head. It would be a fantastic tour. He, he, he was, he was mentioned earlier, funnily enough, but he's going to get another mention. Dan Bigger, <laughs> nope. Um, Shawzy. Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah, just probably because I've watched that that interview mm. too many that too many times. But what a bloke, um, and a phenomenal player as well. Just seemed like a, a top top guy. Everything that you'd want, you'd want to be on tour with him, wouldn't you? You'd want, to, you'd go anywhere with him. And um, yeah, I could just see how much it, how much that that meant to him in during that interview. He was, he was in tears, wasn't he? So he goes down, I think, as one of the best best lions. Great shirt for me. The ultimate lion. I think he's head and shoulders above the rest. Five tours as a coach, two as a player, yeah. McGeekin. Yeah. And my my one regret from the last Lions tour is the morning of the game. A lot of boys had to go off and buy their missus a present, but I binned it and went down to the, uh, the bath with a couple of other guys to basically talk about the match. And this is true karma. All the boys who went and bought their missus a present ended up meeting McGeekin on, in the shops and having a lovely chat with him. And all of us sitting around in the in the bar in the other hotel didn't get to do that. And that, that for me, is a real, real one that I, I regret because um, he, you know... He obviously, we talked about 2009, how he almost rescued the Lions. Mm. We talked about the, the 97 tour where he won. He's also won in Australia previously as coach. And then obviously his partnership when he was actually a player, and looking back yeah. on some of those tours in the 70s. Went so well, didn't he? He was brilliant. So for me, McGeekin's the ultimate tourist. Mm. Um, and, you know, probably a bit of personal hero to me as well. And, you know, he hasn't just done it for the Lions, he's done it for Wasps, yeah. etc. Yeah. He's been yeah. a phenomenal rugby man. If you read his book as well, and yes, you realise that you realise the kind of the personal sacrifices that he that he put himself through, particularly in the amateur era, yeah. and you see all of that unfold in in two thousand and nine. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, you you can't disagree with that. I think he is the he would be he would definitely be my choice. But in the spirit of not <laughs> having a, having <laughs> on the tough same watches as well, just before you go on your that yeah. that, it, that when he breaks down with uh, yeah with Wiggy, we got we got to move on quickly. Oh my yeah. God. I'm gonna go. We're starting yeah. to well up here. All right, in which case I'm gonna pick someone. That again, this is this is the beauty of the Lions is players that you you know that you don't normally like, and a player I loved seeing in a red shirt and hated seeing any other shirt. Martin Johnson was just yeah. you looked at him and thought, my God, I'm so glad he's he's skippering us today. '97, you know, phenomenal. I don't even think he captained England yeah, at that stage, and um, you know, kind of led so well on that tour. 
And then on 2001, and also he didn't have his name sullied in 2005, mm. like a lot of the, you know, a lot of those players who kind of Woodward took at the, the the tail end of um at the tail end of their career. So, yeah, I'd go for a, an unexpected. Uh, not often I'd, I'd pick him as a hero of anything, but you see him in a lion shirt, and it's it's kind of hard to hard yeah. to disagree with. I think. Yeah, definitely. You want to be you want to be on his side, don't you? You do indeed. Right. That brings us to a conclusion then of our, our kind of Lions memory special. We're going to be having a chat with some some guests over the next few weeks and uh, and getting their thoughts on it. And as always, we would love to hear yours. So do let us know at Attacking Scrum on Twitter, Facebook, search the Attacking Scrum and let us know on there. And if you've enjoyed this, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, as we always say, it helps us to, to become more easily discoverable and, and more people can kind of find this find this podcast um or if you've done that already just uh yeah tell your mates let them know on let them know on twitter or good old-fashioned over a uh, over a pint of premium strength nigerian beer as dan killick would do and uh yeah plenty more uh, lines chat coming up in the weeks to come and uh, don't forget to check out part two of this week's podcast where we will be having a look at all the, the domestic rugby from last week and looking ahead to the final week of pro 12 thanks for listening throw it back to you by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do i don't believe that anybody feels the way i do about you now sports social podcast network